Hey, this is Luke Vaughn, the assistant youth pastor at The Rock Youth, and we are so excited for you to hear our latest sermon. Take a listen. We are talking tonight about the why of the how in our series, The Why of Worship. You know, we, I don't want to do anything if I don't know why I'm doing it. Anybody else the same way? Like, it's really hard for me to get behind something when I don't understand the purpose of it. Um, and uh, I'll tell a story really quick. So when I was, um, when I was in high school, uh, anybody like in student leadership, like on your, t- like ASB, something like that, like it's your student leadership or, okay, cool. So basically my school had something called ASB, Associate Student Body. And we met at like 7 a.m. every single day in my Spanish teacher's office. It was the worst. And I was the chaplain, which means I needed to get there at like 6.45. I need to get to school at 6.45. It's like prepare my little devotional uh, every morning. And it was a lot. But um, anyways, so as ASB, as Associate Student Body, we would host every quarter at our school, we would host these events. They were blood drives. Anybody ever been to a blood drive before? Anybody, put your hands down. Anybody freak out even at the word blood? Okay, got it. So I know like you could plug your ears because you might pass out. I'm just kidding. I'm not really going to talk about it that much. But we used to host these things and they were blood drives. And basically our associate student body, we would get out of class for the day and, you know, there'd be snacks and it was like a good time and we would hang out. But and, and people would come in, nurses would come in and like set people up on like a, a, a needle and an IV or whatever. And they would take their blood and they would people would donate a pint of blood. And it was like really, really it was it was cool. It was kind of fun. It was like good excuse to get out of class. And it was a good time. Um, but one day, my Spanish teacher, who was the overseer of ASB, he took us to this one lunch, like a random, really random lunch. It was at like a claim jumper or something. Honestly, if you ever been to a claim jumper, you're going to leave feeling gross and sick. Okay. But if you haven't, you don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm just going to move on with the story. Whatever. So we're at this claim jumper, right? And we're talking about um, these blood drives and stuff. We partnered with this nonprofit. It was called the San Diego, San Diego Blood Bank. And uh, they were putting on this event. And I'm sitting there hanging out with my friends. We're talking, eating food and everything. And this person goes up and they start to tell this story uh, about how their son uh, a few years prior to that got cancer and how he needed uh, all these different surgeries and things would go wrong in the surgeries and they needed emergency blood. And then another person went up and they talked about how they had this uh, bone marrow problem and um, they needed bone marrow uh, from, uh, from people's donations at these blood drives and everything. And it was so cool. I was hearing all these stories about how, oh my gosh, these donations, these blood drives that we're doing, it's not just like a good opportunity to get out of class and like eat some Oreos because like they would have this little area where like you need to get your blood sugar up. So then they would just like stuff Oreos in your face and t- make you sit there. I'm like, I can sit and eat Oreos. Like I can do that. I, I honestly, okay, especially now I'm working on a dad bod over here. So I can do that. I could slam Oreos like nobody's business. Our friends, Brett and Andrea Kai Torres, they have um, those little Costco mint chocolate chip pretzels right now. Pretty much ate 250 of those last night. Not even exaggerating, okay? A little bit exaggerating, but they're really good, especially when you freeze them. Is it obvious that I'm hungry, guys? I'm clearly hungry. Um, Moving on. So, you know, we're hearing all these stories, and all of a sudden it dawned on me, this blood drive, this is actually for like a really good purpose. This is actually saving lives. And something happened in me where I was like, wow, I actually really like doing these events. I actually really like helping at them, serving at them, like being part of like making it happen. I don't just like getting out of class and, and, you know, hanging out with my friends and eating Oreos, though I do love those things. I started to, guys, surprise, Luke dropped his water bottle. Wow. It's, yeah, dude. Surprise. Hey, oh. 
And something happened to me where I was like, wow, I actually really like serving in these. And whenever the blood drives would come around, I'd be like so stoked. I'd be like, man, I want to help. I want to help these nurses. And it was cool because all of a sudden I started to understand why we were doing these events. It wasn't just an excuse to get out of class. It became something in me where it's like, wow, I really get now the value of doing this. And in the context of worship in church, it's no different. If you don't understand the why, then you are not going to care about how we worship, when we worship, what the songs are. You're not going to care about any of that. If you don't understand why we do it, and specifically why we do certain things in worship, then you're just not, then you're not going to get it. And tonight, my goal for the next 10 minutes is to talk about, is to talk about this. This is the main idea. How we worship means nothing if we don't understand why. How we worship God, it means nothing if I don't understand why I'm doing it. Um, when I was growing up at this church at East Bay Fellowship back in the day, that's what it, that was the name. And, you know, I remember being in services and looking around and seeing people like raising their hands or singing and doing everything. And I'm like, oh, well, like they're doing it. So like, I guess I'll do it. And I never really understood why. And then I just kind of got in this, this zone of just doing that. But I never really understood why I was doing this. And I'd be in these worship contexts and stuff. And one time we went to this different church that was actually in this area way long ago. And it wasn't like a hand-raising church. Like it wasn't like a charismatic church at all. And I'm like sitting there. I'm the only one in the room. And I got like both hands up and everything. My parents are like, hey, dude, I don't think that's the deal here or whatever. And I'm like, I got my hands in the air. And I remember, I think like my sister or something asked me like, Aaron, like, why are you doing that? And I had no answer. I was just like, I don't know. I just kind of see people doing it. And let's ask ourselves a question. Is it really honoring God or is it pleasing the heart of God when I'm doing something for him, but I don't really understand why it even matters? I want my body and my heart to align, if that makes sense. I want what I'm doing with my body to match with what my heart is feeling and saying about God. And that's what we're really talking about tonight. And we're going to get a little bit specific, a little technical, um, because I want to stir up a culture here of healthy, organic wholehearted worship, not just like, oh, those are just the two songs at the beginning. And like, it's not as good as the other room because they have the lights and the full band and everything. And like, we're stuck with like, just like a, a box for whatever reason and a guitar. And it's like, whatever, I'll suffer through it. No, I want to get in us and instill in us this idea of like, I don't care when, I don't care how, I don't care who's on the stage. I will worship no matter what. And if you're with me, say amen. That's the culture I want to build. Um, and that's why we're talking about this. So, um, if I don't understand the why, I will never engage in the how. We know how to worship. We, we know the things. Okay, singing, raising my hands, sometimes bowing, kneeling. Some people shout, being like a super charismatic church and somebody's just like, Jesus! You're like, whoa, okay, bro. Hey, you okay? You know, it's like, I love that, honestly. I love it. But for some people, they're like, what was that? Okay, um, and... But if we don't understand why those things matter, then we're never going to engage in them and we're actually going to miss out on something that God has called beautiful and something that God wants to do in and through us. If I don't understand why, then I'll never engage in the house. So let's talk about the first one, which is very, very obvious in worship. And by the way, worship is a lifestyle. It's not just something that we do on, on like Sundays and Wednesdays. You know this, right? Like worship is, is our life. Worship is the way that you live just as much as it's the things that you do during those two songs at the beginning and the one song at the end. 
Worship is so much more than that. And in the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about worship as a lifestyle. But tonight, let's keep it as context in church. This is like praise time. This is those two songs at the beginning, and we don't really know what to do. That weird kid over there is like crying, and that person over there is like on their face, and I don't know why. And like that person's raising their hands, but like that person's not raising their hands, but they have their hands out like this. Like, I don't really get it. Okay, that's what we're talking about tonight. And the first one is singing. Everyone say singing. I'm in a store and I'm singing. Okay, so Elf, anybody? These guys hate my guts right now. They're just, they, the look you gave just, it's like, no. Um, anyways, I love that movie. Um, singing. Okay, nobody's going to be surprised to hear this, but there are a ton of verses in the Bible about singing to God. Surprise, surprise. I wonder why. I wonder why it makes God happy when we sing to him. But um, there's, there's debate over like almost every single uh, thing about worship in the global church, in different denominations and different churches and stuff. Like we do not worship necessarily, or some of the things that we do in worship, you're going to go over to like CPC and you're going to be like, nobody's raising their hands. What's the deal? Maybe they do. I don't know. I've never been there. But it's like, or you go to Brave and it's like, oh, like, you know, they only have two songs and not three. Like there's things that are up for debate and up for conversation. But there's one that pretty much everybody agrees on and it's singing. And here's why. In uh, Psalm 95, one and two, it says this, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout, shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come to him with thanksgiving. Let us sing psalms of praise to God. Psalms is just a fancy word for song, by the way. Let us sing psalms of praise to him. Another verse for you in Psalm 147.1. Praise the Lord. How good it is to sing praises to our God. How delightful and how fitting. I love that David says that. I don't think David wrote this psalm. Probably Asaph. I love why the author says this. How delightful and how fitting. Not just like, oh, super cool, good moment in church. No, he's saying it is fitting, it is right, it makes sense to sing to God. Psalm 59, 16 says, but as for me, I don't know about you, I don't know about the person sitting next to me, I don't know about the person on the other side of the auditorium, the people that like walk down and then they go over and they have their special Jesus little holy time, I don't know about them, but as for me, I will sing about your power. Each morning I will sing with joy about your unfailing love. For you have been my refuge, a place of safety when I'm, in distress, uh, when I'm in distress. And a lot of people don't like singing in church. It's usually these two things. I don't know the lyrics, which that's why we put the lyrics up. And I don't have a good voice. Any, well, I'm not going to ask. Okay, would anybody say, you don't have to say this, but like, you're like, okay, it's kind of hard for me to sing because like, I don't know if I have a good voice or not. You can be honest, okay? So other people may care. But who cares about that? Because literally God does not care at all. God in heaven does not care if you're like, Jesus, we love you. It's just like, whoa, okay, Britney Spears, 2004. Nobody wants to hear it, all right? Like, you know, no. It's like God is not in heaven being like, eh, Simon Cowell, a little pitchy, okay? Like, this isn't karaoke, right? No, he's not in heaven like that. He's not sitting up there being like, well, you know, your voice cracked during the second song and... You know, or like, like I'm, I'm working on my worship leading. Clearly I'm like on a journey with it. And sometimes I'll be defeated after I lead worship. I'm like, oh, like my voice cracked or like I forgot a lyric or like, man, I got to like play more than two chords for these kids. Like, you know, it's like, and I'm feeling down on myself and the Lord's like, bro, I don't care about any of that. 
I care that you're engaging with me, that you're going a step above just talking to me and you're singing to me. Um, and uh, like I said, he doesn't care about your voice. He doesn't care about what it sounds like. And it's always hilarious to me. Uh, quick question. Did anybody grow up doing the kids choir either here or like you did the kids choir for Christmas? Okay, so there's a few of you guys. Um, I love it. I'm all about it, okay? And I, and I like it and I love it. But what I love even more to be honest with you, is my favorite thing to watch is just the parents that are just like up on the stage, like with their cameras, just like, they're like literally trying, they're like practically in your face while you're singing. They're like, oh my gosh, my sweet little Haven. She's singing. She's so beautiful. It's like, Deborah, get off the stage. You know, it's like, what are you doing? And we, like, we make it about, like, we're doing this kids' choir thing, and parents sometimes, like, they make it about their kid and that they're on the stage, and, like, I get it. I'm a parent now. I can, like, I totally relate. Like, if my son sneezes, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that was the cutest thing ever, right? I get it. But how much do we make singing to God about who's doing it? Do I have a good enough voice? Why am I even doing this? I don't know the lyrics. We make it about all these other things rather than just saying, hey, Lord, if this pleases you, I'm going to do it. If this makes God happy, if this makes God feel loved, because God has feelings. You know that, right? God's not a robot in the sky. He actually feels things. When we worship, when we engage with him, when we spend time with him, when we sing to him, he actually feels that. And guess what it says in Zephaniah 3.17? That God actually sings over you. God sings songs over you. I never understood this more than after I had my son. And now I sing to him every single night before he goes to bed. Because as a father, I want to reciprocate. I want to, I want to sing praise over his body, worship with him. And it's this thing that God does. And honestly, when I understand that, if there's anything, whether it's singing, obedience, loving people, serving people, whatever it is, when I love Jesus, when I'm following God, when I want to live a life for him, with him, about him, I don't care what it is. If he asks me to do it, I want to do it because it makes him happy. Amen? So it's like when we're singing, like, and, and maybe you don't know the lyrics. Honestly, you can hum, you can do whatever, but it's about engaging, just going past talking to God and actually singing. And I'm, I'll tell a cheesy story really quick. Do you want to hear a super cheese ball story? Are you sure? Okay. Somebody's like, nah, dude, move on. No. Okay, me and Cassidy have been married one year. And this was back in 20, no, 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 no. We've been married almost four years. So, <laughs> no, no, I'm telling a story of when we were married one year. No, no, no. We're, we've been married almost four years. Um, so it's our one year anniversary, okay? And I'm like, love this girl. She's awesome. I want to do something super special for her, okay? And um, my parents, for my birthday that previous year, or like the month before that, had just bought me my first guitar. So this wasn't that long ago. And I was like, um, okay, I've never written a song in my life, but I know that if I wrote Cassidy a song, she would melt in her shoes. Like I just, and I know that she would do it. So we're going, we're going to my favorite place, like one of my favorite places ever. We're going to, uh, in Monterey, we're going to this resort. And, uh, and she's like, Aaron, why are you bringing your guitar? I'm like packing all her stuff, like packing my guitar. And then she's like, I know what he's doing. I, I pull out my guitar, right? And, and 
I, I literally, all I knew was three or four chords and I'm playing this song and she just starts crying. She's like, it was like, she hadn't, it was, it was probably one of the moments like where she felt the most loved she had ever felt by me. Um, and no, I'm definitely not ever going to sing any of you the song. So don't even ask me. Okay. But no, 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 you don't want to hear. <laughs> it's honestly, it's on Apple music. So no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, but it was like this thing. It was because I, I, um, I'm not going to brag. I'm not going to brag. Okay. I kind of have a way with words sometimes. All right. I know how to say things. I know how to say things to make people feel really loved. And it's genuine. I genuinely love to encourage people and affirm them and everything. If you know me, you know this. I love to encourage people. But I knew that Cassidy had known me for a long time at that point. So there's only so many things I could say that that are going to make her feel loved. But I knew if I start singing to her, it's going to be this different level. And guys, it is no different in worship. When we sing, it moves the heart of God. It doesn't matter how it sounds. It doesn't matter if you don't know the lyrics. When you begin to sing to Abba, when you sing to your creator, it moves his heart. Amen? Amen. Let's talk about raising our hands. Um, and this is the one that confuses people the most. They come to like a youth group like this or they come to a church like this. And they've like never been in church before. And they're like, what are we reaching for? What's, what's up there? I don't get it, okay? And uh, like, I don't, what's, is there, are we grabbing something? I don't know what we're doing, right? And then like, you have people like this. They're like, what are they holding? They're holding something. Okay, what am I, do I do that too? You know, and it's confusing. But just because it's, it's confusing doesn't mean we shouldn't do it. Just because we don't understand it necessarily, I want to equip you. I want to tell you why biblically this matters and why we should engage with it. Um, and, uh, I'll talk about my son a little bit more because that's just going to be all my sermon analogies for five years. So just deal with it. Okay. So, um, my, my, there's like, when you have a baby, there's these milestones. Um, and they're like things at certain ages, like at, at four months, they should be able to sit up on their own or something or three months. They need to be able to hold their head up without like, you know, bobbling around. And, um, when he, when he turned, it was like just a few weeks ago, he started doing this and it is like the cutest thing ever, okay? It is like the cutest thing ever. He starts to get a little bit tired. He starts to get a little bit fussy. He wants to go, to, he either wants to be held, he wants to go down for a nap or something and he'll see me and I'll be like working in the kitchen on something. He'll be in his little bouncer and he'll start to kind of like, like cry a little bit and then I look over at him and he puts his hands up to me. Guys, I passed out the first time. I'm just kidding. I didn't, it was, but it's the cutest thing in the world. And it has me thinking, I wonder why it moves God's heart when his kids reach up to him. I wonder why it moves his heart when we lift our hands to him. And there's a lot of reasons for this. I want to read you some scripture uh, in, in um, Psalm 63, 4. I will praise you as long as I live. Lifting my hands to you in prayer. Psalm 28, 2, listen to my prayer for mercy as I cry out for your help, as I lift my hands towards your holy sanctuary. And Chase, you can make your way up. Um, Psalm 88, 9, each day I beg for your help, O Lord. I lift my hands to you for mercy. A couple more. Psalm 143, 6, I lift my hands to you in prayer. I thirst for you as parched land thirsts for rain. Last one, Lamentations 3:41. let us lift our hearts and our hands to God in heaven and say, and I don't have the rest of the verse, but let us lift our hearts and our hands to God in heaven. And I love what Jeremiah says here in Lamentations 341. 
He doesn't just say, let's just, hey, everybody, let's just lift our hands. Like, you know, just lift. Yeah, that's not what he says. That's not what he says. He says, let's lift our hearts and our hands. It's almost as though my spirit and my body need to come into agreement with what I'm doing. That's why I said at the beginning what I said. We're true, like uh, unadulterated, organic, uh, genuine worship is when my body, my voice, my hands, even getting on the floor, getting on my knees before God, it's, it's coming to agreement with what my heart says about him. And I wonder, maybe some of us, it's like, you know what, I really love God, you know, and I really love church and I love the whole thing, but like, I just don't know if I can get there. Like, I just don't, I, I you know, I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to be made fun of. I don't want to be like that guy. I don't want to be that girl. Because then people are going to like see me as the super spiritual one or whatever. But I love what Jeremiah says. Let's lift our hearts and our hands. I'm lifting my heart to God. I want you to do yourself a favor in the next couple minutes as we close in worship. You guys can all stand. I want you to do yourself a favor. And I want you to release the need to be impressive. I want you to release the desire to look cool. I want you to release the need to be seen in a certain light with your friends. And I'm not going to force anybody to do anything. Because honestly, like I could, you know, I could do that, like that pastor thing right now. Like, can everybody, we just lift our hands. We're going to all sing together and everything. But that wouldn't be genuine because you'd just be doing it because I said to do it. Like, honestly. I'm, not, I'm never going to be that guy. I'm not going to be like, hey, you need to do this because like, it's just right. And that's just like what God wants. So just like do it. But after we've explored what scripture says about worship, about lifting our hands, about singing, I would hope that there would be something in you that says, man, I want my affection for God, not just to be felt in me, but seen by others. I want to say that again. I want my affection for God, not just to be felt in me, but seen by others. Amen? Amen? So Father, we give you this time. We dedicate it to you. Father, I ask in Jesus' name that you'd stir up a, a spirit right now of worship, Lord, that we would actually engage with who you are. Lord, that we would, that we would know that you're with us, Father, I pray that we would know beyond a shadow of a doubt, Lord, that you're real, that you deserve our attention. And Father, I, I break off of these students tonight the need to be impressive or the need to be cool or the need, Lord, any lie that says, well, I don't want to do it. I don't want to lift my hands. I don't want to sing because I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want people to make fun of me. Father, I break off that lie. You are so worthy. Lord, you're so much more worthy than me lifting my hands, but God, I want to give it to you anyways. You're, so, you're worthy of so much more than just me singing, but God, we want to do it anyways. Because Lord, we can't give enough to you. I can't get low enough before you, Father. We can't give you enough honor that you are worthy of. So Father, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name. That was such an amazing sermon. If you want to connect with us here at The Rock Youth, follow us on Instagram at The Rock Church YTH. 
subscribe to our YouTube channel, or follow us on Spotify by searching The Rock YTH, or text The Rock Youth MS or The Rock Youth HS to 33222 for texting updates on everything we have here going on at The Rock Youth. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast feed. We'll see you next time.